Okay, I'll wait. <clears throat> okay.
yeah, it ended up being something what the hell to do. And he always had a, an ease of speaking. Like an ease of, well, that's my job, you and your mom just talk constantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anybody thinks I don't have an off button. Um, <laughs> we love you, Mom. So it's a Still. good... I know. No, it's not It's negative. a good thing it's a, that I've you, told you her became that. a professor and yes. then you can talk for a long time. Yes, because if not, I'd be working in an office and just constantly talking. So it would be... <laughs> talking to your computer. Yeah. Yeah. And getting fired a lot for just outbursts. <laughs> Whereas as an academic, they're completely acceptable. And from Dave, they're quirky. Yeah. <laughs> from other people, they, it gets them in trouble. From, oh, that's Dave again. Yeah. From imploding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. I would like, oh my God. <laughs> well, you worked in her. I've never actually had one of those those kind of jobs. You, you all the way at the time I was in graduate school, you had oh, an office God. job, right? I yeah. mean, I've never had that kind of job. I've literally never it's had a job like that. Human beings. What bastards. It's like a family. Yeah, yeah. It becomes dysfunctional pretty quickly. Sure. Well, of course. If you don't each yeah. have room to territory, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's it's like, it's the equivalent of territory when you were, when we were roaming the steppes, the Savahana, the Sahara, the Savannah, Savannah yeah. and whatever. The Savahana. The Savahana. <laughs> we need, we need our territory. We need our, you know. Yeah. In the Savahana, we need our territory. Savahana, ma. We need our territory. In the Savahana, I know this is funny to anybody else, but I don't give a shit. Would you pay for it? Would you fucking pay? You paid nothing. This is all value added at this point. The <laughs> reminds me of some Woody Allen movie like that when he. he the, he starts doing that, right? Like, I remember the one where he says, I love isn't even a strong enough word for how I feel about you. I, I love you. <laughs> I remember that one. But there's another one where he does that. The, the, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. But anyway. <laughs> he starts, him and Diane Keaton start just making weird noises. It seemed to me that they, maybe they did that in their own personal lives. I'm not sure. Because that's a couple of times. That yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was four years ago, which is kind of amazing. Um, uh, and also, what else is going on? Oh yeah, the president of the university quit. <laughs> He's quit. <laughs> well, I quit. That's it. I quit. Yeah. I'm gonna say very much. All I'm gonna say is he quit. Resigned. But I mean, resigned is a fancy word for quit. <laughs> so he quit. So that was a weird thing. I went into this meeting with the English department because I'm the external, the within the university, but external, uh, what do you call it, uh, committee member. They're doing it. They have a program review. So I'm mm -hmm. helping them there. And I go into this meeting and it was actually a very productive meeting. I, 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 hashtag productivity. And I was in there helping them out and doing what I could, listening and talking and such. And, 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 and it's going on. I come out of the meeting, I pull out my phone to check my email, nah. and it says, uh, you know, memo, memo or something, or some sort of thing. <laughs> you could hear me yell uh, in the hall on the fifth floor, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, sort of, <coughs> yeah. everybody was kind of giving me, like, hello, hi, how are you? Like, normally they don't want to talk. But they were, like, you think they were looking for a reason to talk like, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like all like not not wanting to talk about it, but they were all like just wanting to talk. I know you're there. I know you're you're felt in the same boat as I have, but I have right. I guess everybody was. Uh, they all go in protection mode and they clam up, and that's what it was in the university. Yes. Yeah. It becomes like Kremlinology, like after the leader dies. So you don't know who's going to be taking over. What happens next? Yeah, so everybody. I think people <laughs> feel comfortable with Celia just yes, because. Yes, she's used to the former president. Isabel's colleague in French is going to be the interim president, yes. Yeah, so they, uh, they're all, uh, they all know her. And, yeah, she's done it. You know, they she's know that uh, she's okay. 
open-minded enough to make many changes that they need to make um, and that she's enough of a team leader to, to make things advance and she's enough of an administrator to sign paperwork and to you know get jobs but you know like she I'm sure that she can't do it all all the time well no you know no. but she's with us and she knows us and yeah. she's that's just the way that's it is true. I wonder right? what's going to happen to her courses next term so you know I'm guessing that um, she'll hire someone and they'll, they'll teach. They might have to. They'll teach a full, a full load. Uh, that would be a tough sell. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else besides that. Yeah. Um, because that would, you know, it would be a tough sell. But maybe, yeah. maybe Celia will teach one. She and, might. She might. And, which is, I think it's good when when administrators teach classes. I think they ought to teach one a term or something, just to or one a year, just to keep them fresh. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think then they keep in touch with what's going on in the classroom. So that was a that was a weird thing yesterday. That was just sort of strange and surprising. And everybody was like, I was getting messages from all over the university community from all kinds of different faculty members, and staff, and administration people I know. It's like, do you know anything? No, I don't know anything. Do you know anything? I don't know anything. So it was weird. But uh, that was a thing. That was a thing that happened yesterday. It was probably like just between the board and the president. How it goes, yeah. 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 Um, so we, yeah. yeah uh, I saw that uh, there's a new uh, chair of the, the board, board? Okay. Azima Vizima. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know this no, person. I don't know that person either. A man or a I woman? I think it's a man. I really don't Azima. know. Azima. Azima. Sounds like a man's name. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to assume it's a man, just because it's usually a man. Well, we now have, I think, the only Ontario University that has a female president. know Julius Caesar, even not the play. How do you just not know who the fuck Julius Is Caesar Napoleon? was? Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. How do you not if know who Napoleon not was? In a Disney movie, I think they won't know. Napoleon. It. You mean Napoleon Dynamite, that old movie? <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Where are we here? Not the 
that I know more. No, no, no. But you, no, no. But there's a, there's a. I understand. I know enough. There's things you know that they don't know. Is what you're saying. You got your, all your stuff. Did you get your book? You brought that book. It's sitting on the. Excuse me, on the dashboard. Right. You made a point of bringing the book. You may as well bring the book. Yeah. Go read the book. Lock the car. There you go. All right. Well, uh, I think I'll play uh, that one. Everybody, this. But you have to understand 
but Christmas and the holiday season and such are times, no worries, to sort of indulge. You should do that. I uh, gave the donation to the cops there. Oh, okay. For those of you listening, that's for the food bank. Yeah, I did it. All right, yeah, we're closer this way. And John messaged me a bunch of times telling me things to get. He's at home fine. But he messaged me like uh, audio messages. Yeah. Get ranch. <laughs> Which I did. Get Fruitopia. Get Fruitopia. Well, to replace the barbecue sauce that already runs through his veins, or the ketchup? He's, he's eating like a little animal, like with his ranch. He's like. I know, I know, that's... Dipping it with his fingers. I know, it's really kind of gross. It's, uh... It's not a pretty sight, really. <laughs> okay. So now I have to get the stuff to make the eggnog from the liquor store. So there you see, this eggnog recipe, which is the Alton Brown eggnog recipe, has 12 eggs in it. And heavy cream half and half and milk and uh, what else bourbon I don't think I'm going to use rye because I don't usually drink a lot of bourbon so I have, I'll have rye in the house because I'm going to get a bottle of rye anyway and rum which I have and cognac which I don't but I'll get a little bottle of cognac so no it's pretty uh, and Isabel was saying that she didn't want it because it's too rich you just drink a small cup you don't have to drink like you have to drink it like it's root beer, <laughs> you know, or water, you just drink a little, little cup. Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas afternoon, <laughs> Christmas middle of the night if you need a drink. <laughs> but it's pretty good. It tends to be pretty good. And, it, you know, you think about it, it's really no worse than... Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it is. I also got stuff to make bits and bites, which is another holiday tradition. Yes. You gotta make the Meli Milo. Yeah, that stuff disappears in about two days. I know, and I gotta hide it from the two of you. <laughs> I gotta put it up on really high shelves so you can't get it. There should be like a, some kind of a machine with a locking system that only. Yeah, it's called allows. a safe. <laughs> I should buy yeah, a fucking like a safe. Distributor of some kind. I should buy a safe so I can hide my my Christmas, you know, baking and stuff from you and John. No, you can't have 18 cookies, John. You have extra drawers in your algae. Just put it there. Yeah, with put the, it there with, with the, my clothes. With the lock. Algot. Algot. It's for those of you figuring, trying to figure out what that is. That's a an IKEA shelving system we have. At home. My clothes are in that rather than hanging up. Uh, because if you know me, you know that I don't have a whole lot of dress shirts that have to be hung pristinely. I've got a few. We're, we're the kind of family that balls up their clothes and stuffs them. My clothes are folded. Maybe you ball up your clothes. My clothes. <laughs> we're the kind of family. My clothes are folded. I, when I give you your clothes after I've done the laundry, they're folded. They're then you ball them up. Sort of folded. Oh, I see. Sort of stacked. folded. Stacked inside out because you don't you don't do that because you say why are you giving me clothes inside out you don't put it back I think right it's a fair point I'm in. making <laughs> and um, and that's fine because I'm I'm not going to complain but when I do my laundry mm -hmm. I, I fold my clothes yeah, okay my like I fold them well I know it's the best <laughs> you're the greatest. <laughs> Like being the world laundry I have, champion. I have left everything pretty much on chairs and on my <laughs> yes. chest. Uh, my uh, blanket, your blanket chest. Oh, it's chest. your blanket box. It's box. our blanket box. We've had it for 25 years. It's ours. Um, my parents gave it to me when I moved out of the house. I mean, it's ours. It should also be noted. It should be noted. I think it's uh, valuable. 
note that I wash clothes. I wash whites separately from light things, separately from colors. <laughs> Whereas Isabel just throws it all in the washing machine. No, no, I separate my whites. Okay. I but you don't separate your lights and your darks. No. Well, I do. Who does that? Me and other civilized people. That's how they wash clothes. I don't have time for this. Oh, yeah. Extra 30 seconds to make to sure make your shirt. Make sure your clothes don't look all gray. My mind is on important things. Oh, I like, see. Like, how am I going to depict the domesticity? <laughs> how, how am I going to depict the domestic cow? <laughs> So, uh, so I have to be the civilized person. Yeah. And separate lights and darks. <laughs> and you're you're always washing things in warm water when they're dark. It's like, no, it's gonna ruin your clothes. You wash cold water, except if you're doing white. <laughs> so you can't go. It's like saying I do fine. I haven't wrecked anything in a long time. The only way that I wreck things is by having paint on my clothes. Because sometimes I wear my best work clothes, like that I teach in, yeah. to paint. Yeah, see that? And again. That's really a good idea. Like without <laughs> a, a, an apron or anything. No. But most times, 95% of the time, I don't get any paint don't on my artists clothes. Artists wear smocks. Isn't a smock? Sort yes, of a, a, a you're supposed to wear. A smock? You know, an old shirt. A smock? Because you're gonna get paint on you. It's the you smock. That's what happens. Like, I like right now. Smock. Yes, you do like seeing that. We had that, because like, remember in, in, in elementary school, they said you have to bring it in one of your dad's old shirts to wear as a smock. Yeah. And we would. <laughs> Yep. You can see all these kids in like grade two wearing uh, men's shirts. <laughs> like, that was great. Yeah. Oh, so you did this. So you did the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe in Quebec they had to all wear toques and eat sugar pie or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you should get something like that. Don't, do they not sell things like that? Don't the art companies have special art smocks? No. No, I don't fucking know. I thought maybe Who they does had, that. Like, if somebody does that. They're a, loser. a poser. Like a poser, you think? Well, what about a beret? Would you wear a beret? Screen big loose shirts. Yeah. With puffy sleeves. I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of that wine you like? You like the wine? Do you enjoy the wine? I can get you some of the wine. Don't get me Pinot or Merlot or those full-bodied wines. They're just okay. Get you. I I like. I tasted all kinds of weird stuff last time. <laughs> okay. Medical stuff from my childhood. And... What about that South African one, Invictus? Did you like that one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you one of those because it's good price, and I get there's bonus air miles on that one. Yeah. So. Okay, seen a bit. My wallets. I actually need my wallet in here because actually I'll probably spend more than 100 bucks today. So I can't do the tap. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, I guess I probably at this point should play something. You need to turn the liquor so that makes sense. Yeah, I'll give money to Selfish Army and they stop eating gay people. Okay. See what we got here. The Gordon's gin is cheaper. As I'm just drinking it, not a martinis. Now the Pernod, just over here. I know where everything is in this liquor store. All right, I gotta play the music now.
Last year when Maddie actually said that it led to the person with the uh, Salvation Army thing. I'll give money to the Salvation Army when you stop hating gay people. I thought that was pretty good, so that's not my thing that I say. South African wine is named Invictus. That was the name of that rugby movie about South Africa. It's called Inception. <laughs> Invictus. I'm an idiot. All right. Okay, success. I got everything I needed. Everything we need to make not only excellent drinks throughout the week, but of course the Alton Brown's Aged Eggnog, which is a freaking taste extravaganza. And, uh, we think you're gonna love it. So, the uh, other thing, another neat thing that happened this week, everyone, is that those of you who, who, who follow me on Facebook know this. John uh, was the DJ at the basketball game. Mm -hmm. So he uh, got there a little later than before the there's two divisions. There's junior and senior. Junior is nine, grade 9 and 10. Senior is 11 and 12. Uh, you could parse that into your American sophomore, freshman, junior, senior thing, whatever you like. But uh, so got there a little before, maybe 15 minutes before the junior game started, and they immediately let him do it. He had his phone, and he had a cable, and he plugs into the school sound system, and next thing you know, he's playing his uh, basketball, White Pines basketball pump-up playlist, um, which I managed to get a song on there that I wanted on there. Like I said, you got to play Drop the Bomb on Me by the Gap Band, because again, this is a song that they used to play at my high school when they would warm up, but um, no. But he did play like Drake. Start from the bottom now, yeah. Of course, because that's a, you know, the hip hop is big with the basketball kids. Mm -hmm. um, and then at, the, at, at halftime of the game, of course, again, he comes over, he takes over, he controls everything. And then before the senior game, and then halftime of the senior game, left after the third quarter of the senior game. But um, yeah. uh, they were playing Maddie's old high school, actually, Cora. Mm -hmm. There was a kid on. Cora that looked like he might have been 35. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, but he was kind of big, and he had a mustache and a beard and a receding hairline. <laughs> it's like a big kid. Oh, I'm taking a new route. Oh, where are we going? Because I, I kind of missed my oh, that's regular okay. turn. Ah, so we go by the hospital now, so... This is 
is a sound-seeing tour of Sault Ste. Marie. This is what it sounds like driving in a car. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, he did that, and it was pretty great. Um, he also uh, invented another special day at school. This has been his thing. The first one he did, he invented Western Day, yeah. where he had to dress up like a cowboy. Uh, and he didn't clear it with the school. He just announced it over the announcement system. Oh, my God. Did you know that? No. No, the Western day, he didn't clear that with the school. He just announced it. Oh, yeah. And they all dressed. The teachers dressed up. Kids dressed up and everything. He said, uh, coming up next Friday, it's Cowboys and Cowgirls. It's Western Day. Brought to you by John Broadback. And he just <laughs> announces this to his school. And they're like, everybody's like, What? But it's like, it's a good idea. Why not have a kid? You know, because they do the dress-up days. He was using his agency. Well, he was... That was a bit much. So, um... The next time... And then he didn't even dress up, by the way. So the next one he's done, I said, Now you have to get approval for these things. You can't just make announcements. So... Because he had one set up, he had the whole thing written out, a whole script. And I knew when he was writing something, because that's what happened with the Western Days thing. So this one, I looked at it, he had set up some, he said he, there was going to be a battle of the bands and to sign up. It's like, no, no, there's not. You, that's a really serious thing to set up. And that's not just like a dress up thing. That's like, that's a big thing. And you can't do that. Oh, he says the most recent one was the Hawaii Days. Yeah. So that's the one that's going to be at the end of the school year, and you're going to dress up like uh, Hawaiian shirts and grass skirts and luau and whatever. He got approval for it, though. <laughs> he got approval for this one. He went to his to the vice principal and said, is this a good idea? And he said he thought it was a great idea. They'll do it for the last day of school. So then John got to announce another John Broadbeck <laughs> special day. So, there you go. That was pretty funny. Um... As soon as he starts to write things out on paper, you know, he's taking it very seriously. He's not even writing it on his iPad, he's writing it out on paper. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh... The, um... So yeah, he did, he did well at the basketball game. In fact, I, I went with him, but I don't even... I have to get him a Hawaiian shirt. Ah, I can find that at over at the village, uh, Value Village or something, I would imagine, right? Yeah. I find something like that. No, he's, uh, Borrow him one from Paul. Yeah. I think Paul has white shirts, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he has. Lots of them. I wonder why that, those are specifically Hawaiian shirts. I wonder, okay, I'm going to look this up. I'm sorry, I know this. no one likes live looking things up on the internet. You probably hear because I'm recording with my phone, me tapping my phone. But I'm looking this up because I want to know Hawaiian... Shirt. Because it must be. That's right. Hawaiian shirts. Okay, I I was. Here we go. Okay, it's actually officially called an Aloha shirt, not a Hawaiian shirt. The Aloha shirt, commonly referred to as a Hawaiian shirt, is a style of dress shirt originating in Hawaii. Thanks. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm surprised I don't have a blue link for shirt. What's a shirt, Wikipedia? Uh, it is commonly... It is the currently the premier textile export of Hawaii. Uh, the dress shirts are printed mostly short sleeve. Okay, I know what they are. History. Where's the history section? Tell me about... Here we go. According to Honolulu advertiser, blah, blah, the Aloha shirt was first sold as the... Musa Haya Sholen in Honolulu. Uh, Japanese, Chinese, 1935. Okay, that's about what I thought. 1930s. So somehow it, it fits with the sort of, uh, that, that era to me. I don't know why. Huh. Okay, and after World War II, many service men, uh, came back, and service men and women came back from the Pacific Theater. They would have stopped in Hawaii. And it's a weird-looking thing they couldn't get anywhere else, so they'd buy a Hawaiian shirt, and that spreads to you. So now we know about Hawaiian shirts. So aren't you in, aren't aren't you people lucky to find out finally? Well, I was just um, <laughs> I was talking with my friend Emily at school. She's 
struggling to finish up the term and um, she has a lot of work to do mm -hmm. um, so she started on um, a series of small ones and I said why don't you like because she likes painting small she right. likes little areas and working on things and she likes stitching really calmly and repetitively um, you know she likes sitting calmly and doing something that's just not going to demand much okay. thinking just doing and doing and she can be like very 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 meticulous okay. um, which is great because I'm the opposite <laughs> uh, and um, sometimes I slow down and I do one thing and okay. it's usually good for me to do that yes but she she likes the other side of just kind of producing a lot. So um, I, I was telling her, why don't you? Uh, she, she wanted to trade me for one of my drawings. And yeah. I said, okay, well, I want a new painting for 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 one of my drawings. So uh, can you make me a painting? I said, what about a little? A little world of the little world of a little bug, a little bug. Um, she said, "What insects do you like?" And I said, "Well, there's so many choices, but they kind of scare me at the same time." Uh, so I said, "Well, you know, fireflies are pretty, dragonflies and butterflies are pretty. Sure. People like them. Yep. Uh, bees, people like bees." Sure. People don't like wasps or bed bugs or parasites or <laughs> spiders. Can you make one of those little mites that live in your eyebrows? <laughs> so. What about a, a human a, skin that mite? That was a little bit. That, that was a little bit of the, the, the discussion we were having, and um, I said, "Well, I like. Um, I did a whole series on." Uh, Samurai beetles and um, rhinoceros beetles. I love those because they have a huge armor and it's all shiny and iridescent and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Um, so I said, um, How about a dung beetle? <laughs> because I think that they're funny. They just kind of roll that dung around and and then uh, we were talking about this and there are some dung beetles that are tunnelers, some that are dwellers, they dwell in the dung. Yeah. Some that are, what was the other one, tunnelers? Oh, rollers, just yeah. simply rollers. Rolling, rolling, And they rolling. actually feed from it. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I think maybe they, they're even, they even hatch their eggs inside of them, but I'm Perhaps. not sure Perhaps, yeah, I'm not sure. About that. I don't know enough about uh, dung beetle ecology. So, um... You know, like living in shit, <laughs> carrying shit. Well, I think that's funny. So. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's humorous, and you know, it's carrying your house around, uh, or your food source and your house and so much, so many things. And what are you gonna find in in the desert or in a dry place? You're gonna find dung, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's so, about it, you figure. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, we're talking about things like that and then I found I was I went looking for um, all kinds of different ways of seeing insects and paint. So I was looking for I, I googled the terms painting and ants. <laughs> yeah. And um, I found that um, in um, animal behavior studies, some yep. researchers paint ants, yes. and then we were looking at that, and, and it, it was quite beautiful, and I realized, looking at, at them, that each ant had a different marking yep. to identify it, That's right. so I texted Maddie and I asked her, just while you were shopping, if uh, anybody did work on ants that she knew of and she said no but she said to work on bees and then I, I asked her how how is the how are the field notes taken like what do they look like when when uh, when they're they're plotting the 
the data, they're taking the their data from each ant or whatever. Like, how does each person, scientist, work work at it? What right. Kind of. What does what does a sheet look like that they're making to to collect their data from sure. these colored names? Yep. You know, what does it look like? So, Maddie said that she asked Carolyn and that she would show me. So she would take a picture and nice. show me what it looks like. That's awesome. Maddie said that each person has a different way yes, of doing I think, it. Yes, I think that's almost certainly true. And um, I found, I, I thought that was interesting because, you know, I was telling Emily, um, the student in my mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. that um, when you started re- your research, I had to paint your feeders. And uh, I remember saying, haha, I'll paint a cat, <laughs> as a joke, you know, yeah. that wouldn't be a good idea, so I started painting a lot of stripes to make it yes, so it can be different, yep. each one is different, That's but right. um, I was thinking that would be a neat crossover for an artist to take the idea of the bird feeders and paint them and then in, include things in in their in their installation mm-hmm. to you know kind of work on sure. these ideas of sure. science and art yeah. and all of this so emily says to me she's laughing and she's saying how do you get a job like that of painting ants because see she's so attracted to small minutia things that are well done but tiny okay uh, not big and, and sloppy she doesn't like that anymore i think she probably has done a lot in okay. high school sure sure uh, or maybe not i don't know but it doesn't go with her sensibilities right and we're <coughs> asked to produce a lot yes. so she's kind of always at odds with with those sensibilities okay. and um, feeling like she's not doing enough and then trying to start some work and she can't do it so you know if she can just kind of channel that a little bit she should be okay yeah. and I saw this artist who has like in a month she does one little drawing a day yeah. and of really really miniature things like a cat like, about the size of the tip of a lead of of a pencil uh-huh. and and like the overall uh, might be a little square of maybe three four inches by four inches and then she lays them all under a month a calendar month yeah, yeah. and she that's her installation you know she works that small okay but <laughs> it's all done so well exactly easy to <laughs> ship and you can then sell one for let's say $200 because she's becoming well known for that so you know like there is there is some ways oh, sure. that you can uh, work small but you have to make a lot then like it has to be well, yeah. channeled and kind of uh, well, you need a chain. lot because people aren't going to buy something that's a uh, millimeter by a yeah, millimeter to put it on their wall buying when you're in school you're, no, you're I understand making that. the artwork but for even, the artwork's sake but even when you're going to say okay so uh, here's my thing you, know, you got to get closer I know you can't see it from there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you know? Yeah, well, that's another thing that people like in in uh, art. They like to in art viewing. Yeah, they love to go up to the wall to see something. Sure, sure. What is going on? I got you. Here. No, that's true. I think it's true. They don't like for everything to be apparent and easily recognizable yes. right away. Yes, I agree. They want that. some kind of thing that draw them mm-hmm. to to go look with curiosity. No, I agree that. Yeah, so. Uh, All right. Isabel, should I play uh, a Beatles song or a CCR song? CCR. Okay. The CCR day. Just about. 